the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Oh, there it is. There's that precious sound effects. Thanks to the AK crew here. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. As we are rolling into this Friday weekend, so much breaking news to get into tonight with you guys. There was another mass shooting that was planned. Who was behind it? Who were these troubled young men? And they actually don't necessarily fit the profile that we discussed last night with Dr. Carol Lieberman. So who was behind this planned attack and how did it get thwarted? We're going to share those details with you. Speaking of attacks, how is it that a bodega owner who was defending himself against a felon who had been released from Rikers ended up being the one charged with murder? That's breaking news tonight that has the entire nation scratching their heads. Kurt Schlichter, Colonel Kurt Schlichter, will be with us later in the show to talk about that. And the fact that the U.S. Army has laid out its new um, training manual, as we as we should say, training manual on how to deal with fellow transgenders within the U.S. Army ranks and within the U.S. Army barracks. So much to get into tonight, as well as the fact that things are so bad. How bad are they? For Joe Biden and and the presidency and the Democrat Party well in advance of the next presidential election, it's so bad that right now nobody's even talking the midterms and everybody's talking 2024. And the real question is, is it really going to be Biden or Trump or is it really looking like it's going to be a DeSantis Newsom matchup in 2024, 888-344-1170. Write that number down. We'll be, we'll be taking your calls in, in a little bit on tonight's Andrea K show. Uh, if you're listening on the AnswerSanDiego.com stream or if you're listening on any of the apps and normally you watch on Facebook, well, oops. <laughs> um, let's just say AK was AK on Facebook and now uh, they've told me that, that I got to sit down for a couple of days before I can post anything else on Facebook. But that's okay because you know what? You, you, can, you can try to better people than Facebook. Better organizations than Facebook have tried to shut me up. Up and that ain't going to happen. And you know who else can't shut me up? My partner in crime every night of the week, in spite of the fact that sometimes he tries by hitting a, hitting a button to, to turn off my mind. It's DJ Potato Skins. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I needed a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I needed a laugh, too. Um, 
But it's, it, it, that's how bad it is, that's right? It's bad. It's real bad. It, it's real bad. And we were torn tonight. It's so bad that w- w- when we sat down and we were doing a pre-show production meeting, we were torn over, really, what's the, what's the biggest news story tonight? How bad the President of the United States is and the Commander-in-Chief is, how feeble he is, how much in need of the 25th Amendment. Uh, the ex- execution uh, uh, implementation of the 25th Amendment are we in that we're not sure if the planned mass shooting on 4th of July is a bigger story, which one is bigger. And I think it's always a, a, a major story and the number one story of the nation when we have a planned attack on American citizens, uh, particularly planned on the day that we celebrate our independence from Britain on July 4th. And this is not just a mass shooting that was planned. Quite frankly, in my opinion, this was an act of terrorism that was planned because the pair of, a pair of subjects in this case were not your typical troubled young man that we've been talking about that's been behind Uvalde and Buffalo shooting and Highland Park shooting. No, these two suspects that were arrested for allegedly plotting to, quote, shoot up a 4th of July celebration in Virginia are actually illegal aliens. Yeah, um, they are Guatemalan nationals. One is 52 years old, uh, illegal alien Julio Alvarado Dubon, and 38-year-old illegal alien Roman Balak. I'm not sure how to pronounce this last name, um, Balakar Garcel Ak um, for planning the uh, the mass shooting. It was actually a an American quote hero citizen who overheard a conversation about the plot and supp- subsequently called the police. Court records identify Dubon and Ak as illegal aliens living in the U.S. Dubon has been living in the U.S. on an expired visa, as millions do. Uh, police spokesperson Tracy Walker said both men are from Guatemala. Documents filed in general district court in Richmond say both are not in the U.S. legally, one with an expired visa. So we don't know how the other one uh, got in this country. Immigration and Custom Enforcement, ICE confirmed Breitbart that agents have lodged detainers on both illegal aliens. So they will be turned over to the agency for arrest and deportation. Um, Gee, um, refresh my memory, Skins. Was Kate was Kate Steinle's killer? Wasn't there a, a detainer lodged? To hold him with San Francisco authorities because he was an illegal alien that had been deported, I think, like six or seven times before. And and the local authorities did not hold him as they were instructed to do by ICE. And then he ended up getting out and killing Kate Steinle. So, quite frankly, I'm, I'm not sure I've got any confidence. Hat tip to the American citizen whose name we don't know here. And what I find interesting is... um. And maybe, you know, is it wrong of me, Skins, that I'm questioning who this American hero citizen is because he's hang- whoever this hero citizen is, he was close enough to these illegals to over- overhear a plot? No, I think you're right, rightfully curious. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious as to who this hero citizen is. I think it makes a big deal. Uh, I, I think I want to know who that individual is. I think I want to know how how long this plot's been been going on, how long this plot's been brewing, and who else might possibly be involved. Who else is involved? Yeah, and um, you know, and I don't have any confidence in the Biden administration. They're, they're going to hold. They're going to hand these over to ICE uh, for deportation. Um, ICE agents confirmed that Ock is a twice deported illegal alien who was previously deported in October 2013 and then later in August of 2014. 
The American citizen who thwarted uh, the shooting called the police. Uh, I've already said it after he was discussing a plan to shoot it up. They raided Dubon's residence to find two rifles, a handgun, and 200, 223 rounds of ammunition. He was charged with being in, in possession of a firearm as an alien in the U.S. <laughs> but gun control, Skins. Gun control. I mean, go check out this. Check out this weaponry. And this pick on Breitbart, dang, if they had just had one more piece of gun control legislation, these dudes might not have been able to plot this this attack, right? They say that they do not have a clear motive as to why the pair allegedly sought to conduct a mass shooting on American citizens. Um, hmm, gee, can you can you think of anything, Skins? It's a head scratcher to me, right? Illegal aliens in this country who broke broke the law coming into this country. Um, hmm. Gee, could it be because they hate America? Could it be that? And I pulled up the website right now, and that's some pretty heavy artillery. That is some heavy artillery. I mean, it's not as, you know, heavy artillery as what was used in the Uvalde shooting, for which we have no explanation of how that dude got $5,000 to buy all that stuff. This might actually be more than $5,000 in a haul. So we also don't know where these two got the money for all this. And again, we don't know the American citizens' role here. Um, I'm I'm grateful, whoever it is, that oh, we get this skins. They're booked in in um, R- Richmond City Hall on a fifteen thousand dollar bail. That's it. We have a story coming up. We're going to share How with you guys this a no bail situation, right? They planned to slaughter American citizens en masse, and it's a fifteen thousand dollar bail. Wow. Meanwhile, we've got a story later on to share with you guys out of New York City where this bodega worker, his son owns a bodega, which I didn't know what a bodega was until recently. That is basically like a small market, like a little corner market. Yeah, when you and I were doing the pre-prep meeting and you first said it, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like little corner markets, which I love. I mean, we have we have little oh, corner markets. Yeah, we have little corner markets in, in New Orleans. And here, we, we love in San Diego when the little corner markets also have some little yummy corner like tacos, little taquerias as a part of it. So we've got a story to share with you later as to this man working in a, in a bodega who was attacked and in the course of defending himself ended up in Rikers and he had something like a $250,000 bail. So it's inexcusable. These guys are held on a $15,000 bail. That tells me that they're, that uh, the U S government is not serious at any level, local level or federal level in uh, stopping these guys from getting back out and plotting another attempt. Cause you know, anytime there is a mass shooting, anytime there's a shooting of any kind, it's an excuse for them to try to come at us for gun control. Speaking of the border, because this is a border issue, because how did these dudes get in here? We got a porous border, right? We got a porous border. These dudes came in both times, 2013, deported 2013 and 2015. This was during the, the uh, Obama administration where these two where these two have been here. We've had a porous border now going on for decades Trump, in the four years that he was here, did everything that was humanly possible for anybody to do as president of the United States when faced with two opposition parties that did everything that they could do to try to stop him from sealing and securing the border. He still got that border about as secure as it could possibly be without the funding to fully build a wall. And did you know this? The Biden administration has now announced today that they are actually going to be finishing the wall here in San Diego down by Friendship Park down South San Diego at the water, you know, where the, where yeah. at the beach area where um, 
uh, Ocean Beach, I guess it is, meets up with. Is there any catch to yeah. this on why they want to do this? Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know what? At this point, look, I, I'm willing to take it here for San Diego. I'm willing to ta- take that they're bu- building that wall here. We absolutely need it. We cannot afford to continue to have this kind of criminal element flowing into our country. It doesn't say here whether they're part of an MS-13 gang. It doesn't say that whether or not they're part of human trafficking, smuggling, gun, you know, part of the part of the drug trade that brought in enough fentanyl to kill off 150 million Americans. Um, but, you know, I, I'm glad, long story short is this, I'm glad that these guys were arrested. This is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the bad element that's continuing to pour across our southern border. Um, it baffles me why they're going to finish the wall here in San Diego, but they're leaving it completely open, completely open in Texas. You would think you would want to do both, right? Right. So um, I think that Biden is I think the Biden administration is trying to do something to stop the bleeding over as we're going into the midterms. They need something. They need something. And the rats are leaving the ship when CNN, when CNN is posting Images and graphs and memes like they did today that 85% of the country says we're going in the wrong direction. They are pushing Biden out the door. And I have never in my life seen, in my lifetime, seen this early into a uh, first term of, uh, of an administration in the, middle, in the middle of midterms. It's the first term of an administration in the middle of midterms. And all anybody's already talking about is the next presidential races, including the party uh, that is currently occupying the White House. And that's all the news is about today. We're going to take a break. And breaking news this morning before this mass shooting story came about, breaking news this morning was moves that DeSantis is making, moves that Newsom and Kamala Harris are making. And that gets makes things really, really interesting. And I post this question to social media today, and it got a lot of response, and I want to hear from you guys. If it becomes, a De, if, if DeSantis does throw his hat in the ring, are you DeSantis in 2024 on the Republican ticket, or are you Trump? 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Indeed, I am eating donuts. Chocolate is my variety tonight. And y'all want to know why? It's actually National Chocolate Day. So who, hey, why was I not informed about this? Well, you don't even like sweets. You don't have a sweet tooth. And, but you know what? Yeah, it, but if I could support your habit. Well, I've actually got a few little, you, few uh, little, uh, little round ones in here in case you do want to have. I might stop by for one. Yes, um, you don't have much of a of a sweet tooth, but you are you are not one to you know um, to ignore a trend. You're not one to laugh in the face. I'm pretty of those on are, trend. Uh, National Cheese Day though is more my style. Right. I mean, I'm not I'm not one to argue if it's National Chocolate Day. So I'm enjoying my chocolate donuts. Um, and I and I got to tell you, I'm actually enjoying. The um, the angst, the gnawboning, the incredible tortured way in which the Democrats are I- expressing themselves and their horror at what is going on as they're, they're scared. Pre- they are absolutely scared to death. They're looking at poll numbers like uh, Joe Biden's approval rating among adults right now sits at thirty eight percent. Only twenty percent of him want to to run again. I in my I, I've never. I, I, it, 
That includes Democrats. This is historic. That includes Democrats. I've never had a, re- a Republican president who's even his own people didn't want, in, in spite of the Trump derangement syndrome, in spite of uh, the four years in which every institution, every media outlet, it, the entire entertainment industry, there was not one aspect of society that did not bash Donald J. Trump 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and yet he didn't tank this bad Biden's with the voters. Ha- not even halfway through his second year. Not even, yeah, and in a midterm year, this is a complete disaster for them. They're doing everything that they can to try to um, to try to blame what's going on in the economic conditions on Putin. It's not working. They were glad that Roe v. Wade was overturned. They thought it was going to give them a, a wedge issue going into the midterms, and that's not working. There's other poll numbers out today that 73% of Americans say that inflation will be very important. Um, the, the number that's most frightening for them is that 75% of black Americans say inflation is a big issue for them. That's it. When you, when you've lost, when, when your largest voting base or the, I I would, well, I don't know that I would say that's their largest voting base. It's one of the, but it is one of their largest voting blocks. And when 75% of them say that inflation is going to be their number one voter, you're, you're, you're dead. You're absolutely dead in the water. And, and it's not just that it's good news politically for the Republican Party. It's actually bad news for the American people to, to the, to the degree that people are so hurting and suffering that right now they're not looking for relief in the form of the Republican Party taking over, uh, the House of Representatives and, and the Senate. They're not looking for that because no, they know not. that. No, because they know that the president's just going to, you know, veto anything that they you know, might want to do with a, um, it's not really going to achieve anything. And, and you know, one way that we can know that is back when Obama was president, the Tea Party ushered in the House of Representatives to Obama, I mean, uh, to the Republican Party, because when, when Obama took office, he had all branches of government. So that launched, the Tea Party launched, they gave the House to the Republican Party, then the Republicans said, well, we can't do anything without the Senate, right? Uh, then they ended up getting the Senate, and then they said, well, we can't do anything unless we have the White House, because we're just going to have Obama veto everything. And that's why the voters, Republican, Democrat, and Independents, held their nose, reelected a lot of Republicans that didn't deserve it, and brought in the outsider Trump in 2016, that's kind of where we're at right now, only we're in so much more dire straits economically that people are completely panicked. And everybody's talking 2024 right now. It was breaking news this morning that DeSantis was holding some major fundraisers in the state of Utah with mega donors. He has not said that he's not going to run in 2024. And he did not deny it when asked about these mega donors and uh, fundraising with these mega donors. Uh, and, and so I put it out on the socials today. It's looking like DeSantis is going to run in 2024. Trump has was uh, showing video of his 747 today that he's refurbished. And, you know, wink, wink. There was some Trump 2024 signs under there. And I put it out there to you guys. Are you Trump or DeSantis? And here's the quandary before you guys think about this. Here's what I want you to think about. President Trump made the greatest gains I've ever seen in my life economically with lower taxation. He understood better than any president before us about the need to ease regulations. He is the first president in my lifetime as a Republican who actually 
all of his Supreme Court justices have really been conservative. They've disappointed me in some things I'll get to in a little bit, but it, they have not been, there's not been one of them that has been an obvious failure like we had with John Roberts or like we had with, uh, you know, Sandra Day O'Connor or others. And however, in spite of some phenomenal things that he did and phenomenal successes, what voters have to think about primary voters in 2024, if DeSantis throws his hat in the ring is he also made some of the biggest political blunders in the history of the United States of America. And that cannot be denied. And that's when he that's when he participated in the lockdown of the United States of America. And we are continuing to suffer under the communistic COVID crackdown grab that was involved there. And as much as people love Trump, you know, what are the you know, how are they going to make this decision? You know, is it going to be we we love Trump and it's going to be based upon the good thing, things that he did and not pay attention to the negative because you think he's learned from it? Or are they going to go, you know what, maybe it's time to bring in DeSantis because he's done. Look what he's done in Florida. He didn't. He, he, uh, he it was freedom all the way. He's shown what he can. He can handle the economy down there as well as he pushed back and he did not participate in all these uh, covid mandates. Your thoughts, Skins? Well, Trump is not the same Trump. I mean, he, he's gained a little bit back recently, but he's not the same Trump as he was back in 2016. And that's what he's going to have to come out and show that he still is if he's going to get the nomination. DeSantis has action on his track. Everything that has presented itself as a problem nationally or in Florida, he's fixed it without just saying it. He just did it. And that's where I side with DeSantis and wanting to give him my vote. Trump's going to have to do a lot of serious talking that, you know what, he made some missteps. This is what he's going to do differently, and he's going to have to do that consistently if he wants my vote. Yeah, there's a couple things there. 888-344-1170. Are you DeSantis? Are you Trump in 2024? And why? I think a couple of things with DeSantis. One of the things that he's done is, you're right, he's a doer. He doesn't just do mean tweets or threaten or or talk tough, you know, uh, via social media. He doesn't signal what he's going to do. He just comes out and does it. You see him at the podium signing something. Right. And and what he has done, in addition to uh, his economic genius that's been in in terms of that large state down there in Florida, he has pushed back against the cultural war in a way that Trump never did. And that means a lot to me because I've been saying for many years now that you cannot be fiscally conservative and socially liberal because it is the it is the cultural Marxist domestic policies that are destroying us from within. And we can see the progress that the left has made there. And DeSantis has pushed back far harder uh, than Trump has ever done. Uh, and in fact, Trump didn't really do anything in terms of the cultural Marxist. Not from a social perspective. Not, no. he, he didn't. He didn't deal with it. He didn't deal with it at all. His Department of Education did nothing to stop the indoctrination that was going on of our children in the schools. Absolutely did nothing about it. But most importantly, most importantly, we have to look at if you care at all about what happened with these co- communistic COVID crackdowns, if you care at all about um, what about the mandates that came out as a result of that, you have to be questioning whether or not Trump is your guy in 2024, because these shot mandates are continuing in this country. The same Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade, which I never thought I would see in my lifetime, also said to healthcare workers in New York that they had to be they had to allow themselves to be forced to be injected with a substance that they did not want. No choice, none whatsoever. That's not freedom. And that is not going to end anytime soon today. 
Let me read you a couple of tweets today um, from Joe Biden. If states try to block a woman for getting medication the FDA has already approved and that has been available for more than 20 years, we will act to protect that woman's right to that medication. How long were we denied medications? For two years, therapeutics that were proven, proven to save lives. How many millions of Americans died because Fauci and the CDC, and this was even during the Trump administration, denied proven therapeutics like ivermectin? Even the World Health Organization has come out and said in the past that it is essential ivermectin. We, we, we still to this day, you may think that COVID is behind you. You may think that the pandemic and the pandemic is behind us, but the communistic crackdowns remain. Um, there's a Dr. Bowden out of Texas. She tweeted out today after Joe Biden tweeted that out about FDA approved medicine. She tweeted out that she has patients right now that cannot get prescriptions filled at CVS for ivermectin that she has prescribed. Another doctor tweeted out, did you know that pharmacists will be allowed to prescribe Paxlovid, a $530 novel drug with 32 drug interactions? Meanwhile, Dr. Bowden, who has treated 4,000 COVID patients, will have a hearing on July 27th with the Texas Medical Board for using the 30-year-old drug. We still have doctors having their medical license taken away from them for prescribing drugs that work, that have been around for 30 years. We still have a medical tyranny problem in this country. We still have Americans that are being told to sit at home for two years you couldn't even go i personally know people for two years who could not go and get chemotherapy for their cancer and that people were told to sit at home sick with covid until they were they were literally on death's door only then to be put into the hospital on ventilators and have their lungs blown out people that i personally know this and this that same plan continues to this day ivermectin same ivermectin has been that that's currently being denied right now to patients was approved for human use since 1987 is one of the three medications listed by the World Health Organization as essential along with penicillin and aspirin yet it's still being denied and here's something somebody suggested that I do that you might want to check out somebody said to me go to the nih.gov website and under the search bar put in ivermectin and cancer And you can just scroll, scroll, scroll. Ivermectin, a potential anti-cancer drug derived from an anti-parasitic. Ivermectin as an inhibitor of cancer stem cells. Ivermectin as um, uh, for colorectal cancer. This is the drug that they've been trying to tell you for two years is a horse dewormer. As an excuse for you to not be able to get a treatment to save your life. So for me, as I'm going into 2024... And I'm looking to see who, who's going to get my vote as well as the midterms. I'm looking at those that are going to stand up and be willing to say a couple of things. Number one, the election was stolen in 2020. And number two, our government, the deep state is not just the FBI and the DOJ. The deep state is the CDC and the NIH that are working with the World Health Organization that denied treatments of Americans that killed them all for power. And that never again would the United States of America ever shut down its economy. For any excuse under under public health, that, that there needs to be legislation to stop anybody from forcing any American to put a mask over their face or be injected in a drug, turning the American that they don't want. The American people were turned into human guinea pigs. This is the humanitarian crisis that continues to this day. And I'm not voting for anybody that won't say that clearly. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, got more to share with y'all. What What's the story with this bodega worker? who's sitting there doing his own job till he comes in and gets attacked and he ends up being the one arrested. 
We're going to share that story with you on the other side of this break. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy National Chocolate Day. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Before we bring in Colonel Kurt Schlichter to weigh in on um, a couple of things here tonight, in particular this bodega worker story out of New York that just has me just really uh, madder than a pig caught under a gate. We're going to quickly go to the phones and talk to Harold. He wants to answer. He's answering my question uh, going into 2024. Or is he looking at DeSantis or Trump? Harold, go. Hey Andrea, hey I, I, I go for I go for Trump, and and I'm gonna say the reason why is I think for, for for the longest as conservatives we played a short game, you know while the by the liberals and uh, the Democrats played the long game. I think we look at Trump for 2024 because we need somebody in there who can fight, who has already been battle tested. Doesn't mean that he hasn't made mistakes, and I know with the whole uh, lockdown. You know, that was a mistake. But, you know, I, the way I look at it, I look at the president more than just a person, but an office. So he's mm-hmm. kind of being subject to his advisors. But I think get Trump for 2024. He lays out the groundwork and sets the stage for DeSantis to come in, because we know that at the end of Trump's, um, you know, if he gets presidency at, in 2024, then he, he'll age out. DeSantis comes in and continues on because both of them have a, a, a strong ethic and a strong fighting background. I just think that we need Trump to, to really kind of level the playing field like he did when he first came in, you know, with all of the, with all of the gains that he, that he was able to make. I mean, think about what president Trump had to go through Mm -hmm. in his three years or four years in office. Um, I don't think that any other president could have stood up what what he stood up under and had the accomplishments in the games that he did. Well, Harold, I'm gonna, I got to leave it there because I get to my man Kurt Schlichter. But I thank you for calling in, and that's a, that's an excellent point, uh, Colonel Kurt Schlichter. Look, uh, they thought any any normal human being in Trump's position who had come out of working his entire life to build a multi billion dollar business that he did to, to, to risk it all, to move to DC, to find himself on the receiving end of a weaponized United States government against him. Any other normal human being would have ended up after the first year in a corner eating on his hair, right? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Donald Trump stood up against, uh, an unprecedented attack on our democracy. You know, they say the, the insurrection was a bunch of guys taking selfie in the Capitol. That's a lie. The insurrection was a bunch of uh, members of the ruling caste and the media minions uh, undermining democracy by undermining the guy that we chose over the smartest woman in the world. He rejected them. They hated it. And they and they lied, cheated. And uh, in the case of actually Babbitt killed to to keep power. And uh, we need to take power from them. As my book says, we'll be back the fall and rise of America. And we need to never let it go again. Well, speaking of the fall and rise of America, I mean, you know, no, the, the crime wave that's happening across this country is just unprecedented in my lifetime. The shooting, there was a mass shooting in uh, Virginia that was planned by illegal aliens that was thwarted. We still don't know who this supposed American citizen hero was who was so up close to these dudes. He was able to overhear the conversation. I don't think we know the full story there. 
but that would have been uh, mass shooting number 310. We've got, in addition to all that going on, we've got a crime wave in the form of felons running our streets with guns. I mean, uh, from, um, you know, you, you can't sit on a freeway in New Orleans in, in rush hour and without packing heat because somebody's going to come up and smash a window in and shoot you in the face. I mean, we've got crime wave all across California with businesses can't even stay open. Um, and yet, meanwhile, we got this dude, this bodega worker, his son owns a bodega, which is a small market. He gets attacked inside the business, defends himself, not with a gun, Kurt Schlichter, but with a knife, and he ends up get, getting arrested. Explain this to me. Oh, it's very simple. Soros-powered uh, 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 DAs are, are declaring war on law-abiding citizens, saying you must submit to criminals. That's, that's what this is. That's all this is. And it's going to take... Uh, uh, we have to throw them out like we like they throw out Chesa Bodine. We have to throw out this uh, Gascon guy. Uh, New Yorkers need to throw out that person. Um, uh, their DA. This is... Uh, and look, I, I think there is a Second Amendment issue here. Because um, the right to keep and bear arms is based in large part on self-defense uh, from criminals. And if you are charged with a crime every time you act in self-defense, you effectively have no self-defense rights. So I, I, I think that is how the federal courts could actually get involved in something like this. This is um, this is uh, shameful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but it primarily happens in the big blue cities. And if you want to live in a big blue city and want to be ruled by savages, unable to defend yourself, well, you're going to get your wish. Maybe you should vote better. Maybe you should stop electing communists. Well, yeah, except that I'm glad you brought up the DA thing, because if you remember the Missouri couple, that their neighborhood, which was a gated neighborhood, they've got these Black Lives Matter and Antifa crowd coming into their neighborhood, and they stood out on their lawn with their holding up their legally owned firearms, and they ended up being the ones that were arrested. And that was in St. Louis, a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. That's well, not it, even- was, it was in the city of St. Louis with another Soros uh, uh, DA. And... Uh, you know, it, it, look, you're in danger if you live in the blue cities. That's just a fact. Right. And and you also brought up a good fact that, that what they want is us to be submissive and us n- to not be in an yeah. in a, in a, in ability to defend ourselves, which is why they wanted Kyle Rittenhouse to go down. That's my theory. Yeah. They wanted him oh, to no, go no, down no, because he was the po- You can't resist their uh, shock troops. You know, and all three of them were criminals and two were pedophiles. You yeah. Know, that, that kind of tells you what the crowd was composed of. Yeah. And that with that, they, they wanted to use him as the scapegoat, as the poster boy or whatever, you know, term you want to use uh, to to send the message to American people. Don't you dare try to defend yourself. You're supposed to be sitting cowering in your homes while these while these um, rightfully indig- indignant people uh, justifiably burn down uh, businesses and burn down entire neighborhoods and seize it like they did chop. Talk about an insurrection and a coup attempt was the Chaz uh, autonomous zone that was going on in Seattle. Um, I don't really know how I mean, uh, you know, you talk your book is the fall and, and rise again. Right. Um, yes. It. it is it is it too late to get this crime wave under control, or, or do we have enough American no, citizens? We know the answer. The answer. Look, we we've done it before. We did it thirty years ago, and uh, what happened is people finally said, "No, we're not going to do crime anymore." We started putting criminals in jail, and then crime went down. Uh, stupid people said, "Oh, 
well, there's no crime. Why should we be so harsh? It's the endless cycle. Yeah. You, you, we know the answer. Look, you know, it's like, can the economy ever come back? Of course it can. Well, Donald one Trump of the, well, here's a roaring economy in about two years after eight years of Obama. But he, he knew the answers are clear. We just have to do them. But periodically, people get used to good times and suddenly they think, well, this is the natural state of things. We can screw around with the foundation, but you can't. The nice thing is we know the answers and people are going to demand them. Well, here's here's where I'm concerned, though, in terms of the it not being different than 30 years ago. Part of this movement now, this Black Lives Matter Antifa movement, is is a Marxist movement, and it's based on the idea of entitlement. This has almost become a form of reparations to where they feel entitled. Well, it, it was 30 years ago, too. Okay. No, no. It, it, look, it, they were soft on crime because criminals were oppressed. It's the same thing. It's just it, it, they, they phrase it in a different way, but it means the same thing. You, you can't arrest them because they are victims of society. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually society, even like New York, turned to Ju- Rudy Giuliani and said, you've got to fix this. And he did. Yeah, the answers are very clear. It's it's actually not hard to do what you need to do. You just have to have the will to do it. Well, and these these liberal cities don't want to change until they are uh, changes forced upon them. So, well, then you know with that to, because it has to happen. Well, yeah, right. And it, it def- and I and I scratch my head thinking, how is this not obvious to every voter in there? And yet, you know, you look at California. You know, a Newsom survived the recall here. You know, they're still voting for these. They're still voting for this kind of DA all around the country. You know, they're still. You know, AOC got reelected. You know, I mean, I, you know, I feel like in some ways we can survive. A Joe Biden or we could survive, you know, um, you know, whoever. But can we survive the voters that would vote for these people? Well, remember, the voters who vote for these people are relatively limited in number. Um, you know, they're they're basically uh, in blue cities outside the blue cities. People are remarkably normal in common sense. Uh, That's why they want to get rid of the Electoral College, right? Well, of course. Exactly why they want to get rid of it to increase their own power. Uh, it isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to stop pretending that we're having a good faith discussion. Just tell these people, hell no, you don't get to win. You, you get to lose because you suck. Right. And you're terrible and you're communists and we're not giving in. And I don't care what you say and you don't make me feel guilty. And you call me all the names you want. I'm still going to put criminals in jail. I'm still not going to give people free money to sit around on their couch gobbling Doritos and playing Call of Duty. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to subsidize your... Uh, uh, gender studies degree. Uh, I'm not going to validate your idiotic pronouns. You don't get to win. And I think people are getting to that point. There's a huge backlash developing. We saw it in blue Virginia mm-hmm. when they elected uh, Glenn Youngkin and not by a little. Um, and if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. Eventually, you know, look, we're, these things go in cycles. Well, let me we'll ask you this, though. Final question. They get hard. Right. Well, I got to jump in here because we got about 30 seconds left. And, you know, when we when we talk about the pushing back against the insanity of everything going on, we've got the U.S. Army out today. Uh, vignettes coming out from training programs with slides instructing the soldiers that they just got to put up with, you know, these transgenders uh, be, res- you know, got to be respectful of the privacy and modesty concerns. Uh, these transgender soldiers, quote, are not required or expected to modify or adjust their behavior based on the fact that they do not match other soldiers. Um, well, you- they will be when you get a new commander in chief. 
And he says, generals, we're not doing this anymore. Do you understand what I've just ordered you to do? Come back here on Friday and brief me how you've implemented my guidance. If you fail to do so, I will relieve you. Okay. And then I find I reach down, bring up another general, and he will do what I say. So <laughs> you can be you want to, and here's a box on my desk if you want to put your stripes in there because you figure you know you you you, you didn't think it was important enough to resign because of uh, the uh, idiocy in Iraq and Afghanistan, but you do because some dude wants to pretend he's a chick so he can shower with the girls. If that's how you want to go out, here's the box. Put your stars in it. Now get the hell out of my office. I'll see you Friday. You brief me on how you complete, how you fulfilled my commander's intent. Tell everybody quickly. Tell everybody quickly how to find your book when it comes out. On Amazon. The name? Fall and Rise of America. Go get it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt Schlichter. Now y'all don't go anywhere. Is the Dobbs overturning Roe v. Wade case going to lead to forced organ harvesting? Come on back. We'll tell you that story when we return. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, wrapping up hour one. You know, I should have started the show by talking about this. Uh, rest in peace, James Kahn. It was oh, announced. One of the greatest actors. Just absolutely phenomenal actor. I guess he passed away last night at the age of 82. It's hard to even imagine him at 82 because he's forever seared in my mind as I think he was probably, what, 30-something when he played my favorite character of all time, Sonny Corleone in uh, The Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah, my favorite, My favorite movie of all time. Now, uh, my some of my family members feel like his role as Brian Piccolo in, um, in um, what was the name of the movie? Gail Sayers was the other character in it. Brian Song, where he dies of cancer. And that was also a great role. Some people loved him in um, the the movie in Vegas. It had Sarah Jessica Parker and it had um, the actor I don't like at all. Leaving Las Vegas or no? Yeah, was it? No, it wasn't Leaving Las Vegas. It had to do with... Um, Oh gosh, this is killing me. I can. See. You know what I what, what I did like him in is not one of his, his bigger roles, but he played an actually pretty endearing role in in the movie Elf. He played the father. Elf. You're giving me Elf. I'm giving this you this is no, the man from, who played Sonny Corleone, you, and you're giving me Elf. I am from a, an actor's performance. He is stunning in that movie. Seriously, there's nothing stunning in the movie. <laughs> I just pointed it out. Yes, there is. No, I'm trying to. Now it's killing me. The name of of the movie that he that he played with. Um, Oh, Misery. Who can forget my second favorite movie with James Caan was the movie Misery with Kathy Bates. Eh. Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely phenomenal. But no, um, just just a phenomenal actor. And just, you know, I when I read the book as a kid and just fell in love with the story so much of, of The Godfather, I, I he wasn't physically what I envisioned Sonny to look like. But he just brought that, that role to life for me. He transformed every role that he took and made it his own and he's fabulous in everything yeah and it's just it's just sad you know um but you know we we don't live forever and uh, but you know to to look to 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 leave a legacy behind like he did and you know what there has not been any story i've ever heard and i've got family work in the entertainment industry i've never heard of any negative story about him i as have a not person. Um, he also stayed out of politics, didn't really shove any agenda on anybody, which that's what I loved about the old Hollywood actors. 
And so uh, rest in peace, James Caan, to the family. He also had a son who was in the new uh, Hawaii Five-0 that's a good actor as well. So um, thoughts and prayers to the family of James Caan. James Caan, thank you for your good work. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.